Yo, what's up? Okay, welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. I am going to read aloud to you my first book. And this is a real book. It's published through Barnes & Noble. And I'll tell that story after I read the book to you here. But it's a pleasure to have you with us. And it has been so fun to create this book. And I'm so excited to read this out loud. There's only one person in this world who should read this book. And it's me. The Real Nigga Bible by Greg Santos. Dedication to all my niggas that have helped me along the way. Intro. Here lies the Ten Commandments of being a real nigga. This book possesses the power to transform bitch niggas into real niggas. Follow these Ten Commandments and you will find yourself entering the platinum gates of the real nigga kingdom. RNK. Let's address a few questions you may be asking yourself. Can I be a real nigga even if I'm not black? Absolutely, my nigga. My grandmother Granners was full white and she is the realest nigga I have ever met. I'm so mad I forgot to say this at her funeral. Another question you may have is, can I say the N-word? It depends who you're around. I'm sure you would like to call the cashier at your local grocery store, my nigga. But you'll have to use your own judgment and weigh the consequences. Showing them that you have a book titled The Real Nigga Bible may not be justifiable enough for them to be convinced that you're allowed to say it. Try it and Venmo me some cash telling me the story at Greg Santos. Greg, do I have to eat more chicken and watermelon? You fucking idiot. The number one question you probably have is, Greg, what is a real nigga? It's a question that's puzzled niggas for centuries. It can be hard to define what a real nigga is. That's why the fuck I'm writing this book to settle the debate once and for all. A real nigga is the closest thing we have to a superhero. A real nigga is the most honorable goal to be strived towards by the human race. Elon Musk is a real nigga. Michael Jordan is a real nigga. Martin Luther King, real nigga. The truth is, the world needs more real niggas. And after doing absolutely no research, I came to the conclusion that a book like this doesn't exist and it's up to me to write it. P.S. I wrote this book for the sole purpose of getting bitches. If you're cute and single, let's go on a date. Greg at gregsfreebook.co Real nigga commandment number one, thou shalt believe in yourself. All real niggas have massive belief in themselves. Every real nigga got a motherfucker named super nigga inside of them. Super nigga believes he can bag any bitch, 
have a chance at defeating Usain Bolt in a race and even defy the laws of physics. What separates real niggas from delusional niggas is real niggas take action. Real nigga commandment number two, thou shalt ignite the devil's lettuce. Real niggas smoke weed. Real niggas prefer indica over sativa. It's a well-known real nigga fact. There's something about smoking a blunt that gives some of us our real nigga powers. If you ever see a nigga smoking from a dab rig, that nigga hangs out with white people. Real nigga commandment number three. Thou shalt have one OG in your life. If I have to define OG to you, you're automatically disqualified. An OG is someone who has taken huge risks in life and has specific knowledge to pass down to the younger generation. The Crips and the Bloods have OGs. The entrepreneur space does as well. There are plenty of multimillionaires that are happy to give game to young ambitious entrepreneurs. Real niggas have at least one OG in their life. Real nigga commandment number four. Thou shalt have your own life principles. Big Worm, a.k.a. Big Perm, in the movie Friday, was willing to kill Craig and Smokey over $200 because Smokey couldn't hold up his end of the stick. Shit immediately became life and death. Real niggas do not play when it comes to principles, nigga. Many niggas in Chicago lose their lives every year to another nigga over principles. You may ask, but what principles do real niggas follow? The first principle is real niggas decide their own principles. Real niggas don't let anybody tell them how to live. Real niggas decide what's important for them and stand for that shit. Real nigga commandment number five, thou shalt say the word nigga. Real niggas say the word nigga. This is a simple one, but it disqualifies a lot of potential candidates. My niece is 19 and I've been trying to get her to say nigga since she was a child. She never has. She is two syllables away from cementing her legacy as a real nigga. It is okay to ask your black friends if you can say it around them. Address the elephant in the room. Express your deepest desires to your local real nigga. Oh, quick note from author. My love language is getting head. My favorite kind of head is the kind that is random and unexpected. Real nigga commandment number six. Thou shalt overcome difficult shit. All real niggas have been in a fucked up situation and use what they had to get themselves into a better position. Real niggas don't see themselves as victims. While real niggas have gone through plenty of shit, it made them much stronger. That's some real nigga shit. Real nigga commandment number seven, thou shalt not trust the government. Every single real nigga alive has said the words, I ain't getting that fucking vaccine. Real nigga commandment number eight. Thou shalt eat a seafood boil two to three times a year. 
Real niggas love crab legs, shrimp, corn on the cob, and Sprite. It's mandatory. Real nigga commandment number nine. Thou shalt have a dope natural skill. All real niggas have some sort of natural gift. Some niggas are naturally great at video games. Others are naturally great at fucking bitches. One thing is for sure. That shit came natural to them. Real nigga commandment number 10. Thou shalt be fucking hilarious. Every real nigga you know is fucking hilarious. There will be great debate around this commandment. Specifically from non-funny niggas. But who the fuck listens to anybody who isn't funny? Why I wrote this book. Besides delicious wet pussy. I met my first mentor when I was 19. I was a shy, insecure kid who was confused as fuck on what I wanted to do with my life. My mentor was in his 50s, built like Hercules and was a multimillionaire in the 1990s. He hypnotized me into believing in myself. Nobody ever made me feel like I was capable of doing great things in my life. Nobody had ever spoke to me the way he did. I decided to go for the biggest thing I can possibly imagine. Travel the world while having my own business. I became obsessed with success. I read a book a week. I listened to podcasts and books on the way to work. I took psychedelics. I did float tanks. I invested over $30,000 in my own self-education. Fast forward six years to April 2021. I bought a one-way ticket to London with $2,000 in my bank account to meet my business partner for the first time and live out our dreams. I ran out of money within four weeks of being in London. We launched our product a week later and made $9,000 in our business, which gave us breathing room. We were broke as fuck trying to figure out how to support our lifestyle. And we managed to figure out how to travel for a full fucking year. It was the greatest experience of my life. We had priceless adventures doing the craziest shit while we were broke. We lived with our $50 million mentor in Santa Monica for a month. We had dinner with the prince in the Palace of Versailles in France. I slept over a billionaire's house and had lunch with him the next day. While these things are fun, I was not happy with my life. I had to convince myself that my life was cool. But my soul wasn't connected to what I was doing. Around the seventh month of traveling, I became very unreliable as a business partner. I couldn't follow through on anything I said I was going to do. This went on for nine months until we decided to consciously uncouple. Shortly after, I read a book called The Creative Act by Rick Rubin and everything fucking made sense. I was unable to execute on anything because at my core, I am an artist and I was no longer in my art. I am the most happy when I'm expressing myself to the max. I wrote this shit because I thought it was fucking hilarious. I can't wait to hear people say how funny the book is. I can't wait to deepen my relationships with people who really fuck with me because they read this book. But most of all, I'm excited to have my balls played with. Write me if you're cute. Greg at gregsfreebook.co subject line Bible study.
the end. That is the end of the Real Nigga Bible. And uh, I'm extremely proud of it. It is available to purchase. On uh, um, Just click the link in my description. I'm published through Barnes & Noble. If you go through to Barnes & Noble store, it's not sold there. You can only purchase it online. Uh, but I'm extremely proud of this, specifically because I value time more than anything. And most of all, I don't like wasting my time. I don't want to be around people that I don't want to be around. I don't want opportunities with people that I don't like and that don't like me. Or maybe it might take a couple meetups for us to figure out that we don't really vibe together. But that's so much wasted time. Hours of my life, and not just hours of like being there physically with them, but also like hours of like thinking about them throughout my days randomly of things that they've said and like me having to solve the problem in my head in terms of like, okay, like, do I want this person in my life more or not? Nah, I don't know. It's kind of, oh, maybe like they have these things going on for them. That, that's a lot of time that's being wasted on somebody who isn't for me. So what this book is, it's a marketing tool. Yeah. It's a book that happens to be like very like viral worthy. And I believe that it's going to go viral. Uh, mostly I care about the opportunities that's going to, it's going to bring me because I don't give a shit about money. If you offer me a lucrative deal to do business with like someone, maybe I don't like agree with their values or I don't really like how they do things. I would walk away from that deal. I don't want that. That's not lucrative to me. The way that I make that money doesn't feel good for me. I don't, like, I'm, I'm selling out. Saying that my piece inside has a dollar sign attached to it. There is no dollar sign attached to the piece inside. I, I'll walk away from that shit. Fuck that. I don't want, that's not my opportunity. That opportunity belongs to somebody else that isn't me. Give that to whoever that belongs to. I only want opportunities that are for me. That's it. And what this does is it cuts through a bunch of wasted time, wasted opportunities, wasted uh, time, like just relationships. One glance at the cover and the Red Sea is parted on one side you have people who love it on the other side you have people who hate it and that's good and i feel like a fucking genius that i feel like i created something that saved me years potentially decades of my life of wasted time to me that's fucking utterly genius to figure out how to do something like that in such a meaningful way. This thing is 100% fucking authentically me. So you you have to make a decision. Yes or no. And you make that emotionally. I don't want you to make a logical decision. I want you to make an emotional decision. So 
I love it. I hope that you, uh, hey, you know what you can do? You know what be funny? Uh, next time you're in the car with somebody, like your mom or your sister or something like that, like play this podcast. <laughs> play this episode with them. <laughs> and just like, I gotta, sh- I want to show you something. <laughs> and just, uh, or you know, or a friend or something like that. Give them a little surprise. Uh, so anyway, hey, I had a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this journey. And I hope you found a lot of enjoyment from uh, the book. I I wrote it, it, took about two or three weeks. And every single night, dude, I was just laughing my ass off. I was just typing away on my laptop, listening to the same songs on repeat. Uh, there was two songs that I listened to on repeat that whole time. Uh, they're both by uh, Nujabees. And one of them is called Worlds in Rhapsody. And the other one is called Flowers. And I would just listen to those songs on repeat for like an hour or two hours. And I would sometimes move between the two or sometimes I would just stick with one. And I would just write and just laugh my ass off. So uh, just a lot of great times went into this. And I am, I'm so excited to create even more great times for other people uh, as they go about their life without me having to spend my time doing it. You know, I kind of multiply myself. So I think that's really beautiful. So anyway, uh, yeah, if you want to purchase the book, uh, click the link in the the description and uh, enjoy. Take care.